Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <clears throat> uh, welcome to the uh, Wolfpacker Wrestling Podcast. Uh, today we're joined with Brian Reinhart, who covered uh, wrestling for the NC State Sports Information Department for 10 years. And special guest today, uh, two-time ACC champion, Jacob Camacho, who's sitting out this year with an injury. Uh, in, I think it was 2020, Jacob uh, shocked everybody by destroying uh, Jack Mueller, who was a national runner-up the year before and was named the ACC's most valuable wrestler for the tournament. Uh, so glad to have you on, Jacob. And uh, Brian, you're going to find out a little bit more what's going on with uh, Jacob. Yeah, absolutely. And Camacho, you know, it's a little bit different. Normally this time of year, we're talking to you. You're getting ready for ACCs. You're getting ready for NCAs. But unfortunately, you had to miss this season. I don't think a lot of fans know exactly what went down last summer. Could you share a little bit about just kind of how you got injured and what the process has been like for you? Yeah, for sure. First off, uh, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to kind of share my thoughts and insights on everything that uh, we're going to talk about. But yeah, uh, last summer after NCAs kind of regrouped and just went on the freestyle tour of competing. I went to the U.S. Open. Um, after that, I went to the World Team Trials. And then after that, I qualified for Final X to try to get a spot on the, the national team for Team USA. Um, in between the World Team Trials and Final X, I kind of tweaked my knee at the tournament, the World Team Trials. And my knee was kind of bugging me. Um, but nothing that, like, I mean, every athlete knows the feeling of a, a knee bugging them. So it kind of wasn't anything that was out of the ordinary or anything like that. And then when I got back from Final X, just training in the summer, pretty much right when the freshman got in, um, my knee buckled. And that was kind of the first big, like, sign that something was wrong. Um, it's I still at that point wasn't anything crazy. I walked out of practice, just a little stiff. Um, about a couple hours later, I was kind of freaking out. I called Kevin Jack. Uh, I called uh, a couple guys and called our trainer. I was like, hey, something's not right. Lo and behold, I had torn my ACL. So pretty much went from tearing it one week to almost six days later going under and getting uh, the surgery. So that was a pretty big culture shock. And I mean, we kind of were hoping I'd be back, but I kind of knew that it was a stretch. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a really long, uh, long road to recovery, but I've kind of embraced this new kind of role that I have on the team, which is um, probably one of the harder things I've had to do, which is step back as an athlete. And now it's, it's not about me. Uh, it's about the team. And what can I do to help the guys on the team? Can I be there for them uh, mentally? Can I be a good practice partner for them when I was able to return to the mat? Um, so, yeah, it was a different role, but I kind of – the only way the only way out is through. So you got to throw yourself into that new role and kind of be that guy that the young guys can lean on, can look up to, and guys that are making their debut uh, starting at a different weight class, like Jarrett, uh, try to be there for him as much as possible. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you probably could have tried to rush back, but I mean, realistically, it probably would not have been until January anyway. So you would have missed a lot of the season. When the realization came that you had to sit out this year, was that a little bit hard for you? Yeah, it's a very strange, it was a very strange, like, kind of series of events because I was told that at six months that we would kind of take all my strength measures, we would take do my jumping test, my stability, my functional patterns testing. And I passed all those with flying colors. Um, there was no hesitations. I had been wrestling for about a month and I was feeling great. Um, so I kind of started getting my weight back in check and doing all the, the right things necessary to put myself in a position to come back. And then I met with the doctor and he pretty much uh, told me, we're not going to release you till eight months. Eight months was the UNC match. And I was like, well, it's kind of a little, we're cutting too close now. And then uh, I talked with uh, the head of uh, sports med um, at NC state and we had a great talk and he pretty much told me that professional athletes don't come back no matter how good they are until nine months, 10 months. Um, and even then the longer, the better for those guys. Um, so I kind of took that to heart and was like, well, I want to compete for the next eight, eight years. So I kind of had to look a little bit down the road and kind of take my pride out of wanting to come back this season and kind of really just say, okay, well, the smartest decision is let's get the knee strong. Let's heal up. Let's get my mind in a spot where I'm itching to come back. And uh, that's what we did. It was a uh, weird cause I was getting my weight down and kind of got told a few times. Yes a couple times no and I was like I don't really know what's going on and then we kind of figured that it's best of medical and then I talked to coach Pat and then coach Adam and we really kind of just smoothed things over We're like let's gear up we got two more cracks at this uh let's do them right you joked eight more years the ACC thinks you've already been here <laughs> for eight years but I know. What's, the, what's the plan moving forward for your career at NC State wrestling for the Wolfpack mm-hmm. not the RTC yet yeah, so um, I have two years of eligibility for NC State uh, University. Uh, definitely going to take those. Um, want to bring back a team trophy and a national title, uh, individually and team-wise. Um, I want to really instill this culture that we have to the young guys coming in um, now that I'm kind of on the, on the older side of things. And uh, looking forward down the road, I mean, I want to compete in uh, – I want to make a, make a run at uh, world teams and Olympic teams. And uh, I want to wrestle for – I want to stay here in Raleigh, ideally. Um, so kind of not looking too far down the road. But as far as my career, I want to finish out my career at NC State. And then I want to start looking to the next level and uh, join the ranks of Gwiz, uh, Nick Wisdowski, and uh, bring home some world medals and uh, try to make an Olympic team. I mean, that's, that's the pinnacle of wrestling. And I think through my recovery and having to take a look at everything from kind of a third, a third, uh, third perspective and the bird's eye view, I realized this is what I want to do. This is this is my gift. This is my way to connect to uh, younger kids and kind of inspire them. And this is just something I love to do. And I'm going to ride till the wheels fall off. So I saw some news break that you're going to be in the U.S. Open in Las Vegas coming up. So I assume that you're back in the room now. How yeah. has it been? How's the knee going? Any reservations about just getting back out there and going, um, you know, full speed? Uh, no, no hesitations at all. Uh, I am going to compete in the U.S. Open uh, at the end of April. Um, and 
I'm really itching. Uh, I mean, I'm sure when I get out there, it'll be business as usual. Nerves will be there, butterflies, um, but that's all good for me. So it means I'm normal. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as training, I mean, I was back building my foundation uh, wrestling wise probably around five months, a little over five months was where I got back in the room, started focusing on um, literally the basics. It was like I was learning to wrestle again. Um, but like everybody was telling me, you're not going to forget how to wrestle. You're not going to forget your instincts are going to be there. And five months off might not be the worst thing for me. So, uh, I actually was fully rested, uh, mentally and physically. And when I got back to kind of uh, a high pace, high drill, um, I found that through all the rehab and all the strength stuff I've been doing and the very, very finer details, I became a better athlete. I became more aware of my body. I became more aware of angles uh, in wrestling. I became a student of the sport and uh, I was able to detach. And when I wrestle now, it's like I'm able to put myself in a chess match where I'm, I'm seeing two, three moves down the road as opposed to just kind of flying by the seam of my pants and really just uh, kind of feeling things out. Now it's a chess match. It's having a lot of fun and uh, I've got no hesitations and, uh, I truly believe I'm be- way better than I ever have been uh, because of this. I can only imagine that notebook is even more filled now because you really wrote a lot of notes. Yeah, and I've, I've been through a, a couple. Yeah. I met with Adam every week and we watched film every single week. Uh, mm-hmm. We broke down the most minute freestyle, the most minute folk style. We picked at my wrestling, what I do well, what I don't do well. Um, I became a student. It was kind of like I was a freshman in high school again falling in love with the sport uh, and couldn't do it. Uh, but my brain was, it was the only thing that worked at the time. And I strengthened that muscle as much as I could. And that's probably what has gotten me to the next level is my brain now. Now I was just checking real quick. Uh, this move should be advantageous for you. Uh, and I don't know how many guys are coming back, but on flow wrestling, nine of the top 10, one twenty-five pounders in the country are seniors, mm-hmm. including Spencer Lee, who'll be a four timer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll come in and all those guys will be gone, which should help. Uh, yeah, no, it's advantage. definitely uh it's good timing. Um, I mean, even just getting to the NCAA tournament, you gotta, you gotta put together a tournament of your life uh, no matter who's out there. Everybody brings their A game. Nobody's going to lay down for you. Nobody's going to roll over for you. Um, I mean, part of me really wanted to wrestle this year because it was so stacked. I mean, I felt how good I was. I felt how good my timing was, how much stronger I've gotten in the past six months. And I knew that healthy me could could give uh, a lot of those guys a run for their money. And uh, I still want to wrestle guys like Spencer Lee. I mean, that's that's what I live for. I live for that challenge. Um, I want somebody to kind of bring me to the, bring me to the edge and uh, see what I'm made of. Um, but I'm not worried about that because everybody's improving. Everybody's got something to prove. And uh, there's always, there's always something, there's always somebody. And that's kind of what keeps me trying to uh, stay ahead and kind of try to outwork everybody as much as I can. And um, I've learned different ways to outwork people without having to kind of put your body through the ringer. I think turning towards your teammates a little bit now, uh, very exciting weekend, the ACC championships this Sunday, Reynolds Coliseum, NC State's won four in a row. 
You've been here for four years. Every year you've been here, you guys have raised that team trophy. What kind of pride is it for the Wolfpack to win the ACC title like they have been? Oh, it's awesome. It's uh, it's it's one of the best feelings to go out there. Uh, last duel meet of the year, you put it on the line with your teammates and as a team, bring back a, uh, a team trophy, whether it's co-team trophy or team trophy. That's always sweet. But then going into that ACC tournament postseason, I mean, that's what everybody lives for. That's what everybody wrestles for. Um, and almost at this point, it's it's kind of just become an expectation. Um, you go out there, uh, and the expectation is to go out there and to be you, to be be that wrestler from NC State. Um, the win, winning the ACCs is awesome, but that's just a byproduct of the groundwork that we've laid. I mean, from the laps on the track in early September to – the long live bows in October to sacrificing a Thanksgiving break. I mean, these guys uh, that were starting, they didn't go home for Thanksgiving. They, they stayed back and they trained and it's not an easy thing to do by any means. Most of the teams in the country are going home. They're seeing their family. They're enjoying good food. These guys were training that Thanksgiving day. These guys were waking up, going to practice at 11 AM that next day. I mean, it's the, the winning the ACCs. It's such a good feeling. Um, not necessarily because it's a win, but because it's, it's proof to our culture. It's kind of, it's proof to what we do on the, in the front end, all the training we've done from the moment the season ends all the way to that next ACC tournament. I mean, it's really at this point, the expectation is just to go out there and represent NC state with the, to the best of your abilities. And if you do that, good things will happen. So this year, a uh, very tight race. NC State, Virginia Tech at the top of the conference. <laughs> you can't forget about Pitt, four number one seeds. Mm-hmm. UNC has a couple really ranked guys. Duke has a number one. UVA is always strong. So it's going to be a great tournament. What has the mood been in like for practice this week with the NC State team? Guys are itching. They are itching to go out there and to compete. Um, and everywhere from 25 all the way up to heavyweight, at least in my eyes, everybody looks like, they just wanted to be here already. They're, they're very, they're focused, they're lasered in, and they're just excited to go out there and compete. I mean, um, the coaching staff has done a, done a great job as always with uh, getting these guys ready to go. Um, and I'm excited. I mean, NC state, Virginia tech, the rivalry, it never ends. So uh, it's kind of, it's really fun going out there for the AC term. Cause it's like, this one's for all the marbles. Um, everybody forgets what you did yesterday. Um, nobody cares what you're going to do tomorrow. It's all about what you do today. And when Sunday comes, it's all, it's going to be the only thing that matters is that day. And uh, it's going to be very fun to watch. I mean, I think that the way we've been training, the way that the guys have been in the room, uh, everywhere, everything from their moods to the way they've been training to managing their weight. I mean, all the boxes are checked. Now it's just time for them to show up and throw a single on. This might be a hard question for you because you really haven't been in the situation. Mm-hmm. And I think like a guy like Trent's a good example. He's not really wrestling for that NCA bid, but some of these other weight classes, these guys need to perform well at this tournament. Does that factor into a wrestler's mind? Do you think at all, or is this more about the ACC than it is about the NCA right now? I think it definitely does factor in. I mean, I would, I, I think that for anybody, I mean, there's always a little bit of, Every, you're always going to add a little bit of pressure to yourself. I mean, especially with that bit on the line, um, you know, it's there, um, you know, you want it. And I think at the end of the day, it's really just managing your focus. I mean, can you, are you focused on focusing on the, the intrinsic, the extra, uh, the extrinsic things? Or are you focusing on what you can control? Um, 
I think guys that are fighting for that allocation, I mean, all they got to do is just show up and wrestle. Um, you show up and you wrestle hard for seven minutes, good things happen. Um, I kind of like the quote of that I read one time. It was like, sometimes competing is like the art of forgetting. Uh, you got to be able to forget about the allocations, forget about the outcome, forget about the fans, and just focus in on the task at hand. Um, so I think that does play a little bit of a factor. Um, but if anything, for our guys, it's just added motivation. Uh, it's added motivation to get that bonus point. It's added motivation to, for a big mat return. Um, it's just a little bit of a chip on the shoulder to go out there and compete. Uh, when your matches against Pitt and Virginia Tech, eight matches went overtime, and NC State won seven of those. Is that something from your culture or something you practice? Yeah, that's uh, that's strictly our culture. That's uh, a never-say-die attitude. That's uh, I'm going to wrestle to the final whistle. Um, it could be three periods. It could be overtime. It could be – a 20 minute go in the room, guys aren't going to stop wrestling until they get that last takedown. I mean, there have been countless times when somebody gets a takedown and it's the quote unquote last go, but they might not have it and say, no, we're going again. Like I want another one. Um, so that's just the culture that we've developed at NC state. I mean, it's uh, you live for those matches. You want those hard matches. And when push comes to shove, let's see, let's see what we're made of. Um, personally, I think that's a great statistic. I mean, I love that. Eight at seven out of the eight matches gone overtime, we win. Um, that just kind of shows you that we're not rolling over. I mean, it doesn't matter how tired we are, doesn't matter how bad we're hurting, we're coming. And that's a really cool thing to see because um, I'm a data guy. I like looking at numbers, and uh, when you see that, you kind of can actually see like what we're doing is working, and you just got to keep on doing what you're doing. I think we were going to ask you about some of your teammates here. Uh, your weight class, 125. You're the returning champion, obviously. Won't be competing this year. A lot of new faces in this weight class, too. Teammate Jarrett Trombley. Um, he might have struggled at the beginning, but he's really come on here at the end of the season. Had a great win over, no relation to you, but the other Camacho in the ACC. Yeah. And that's who he's actually going to face in the first round. How yeah. have you seen Jarrett improved as the season's gone on? He's improved tremendously, and I think uh, he's always had uh, the physical attributes. Um, he's always been strong. He's always been fast. He knows how to wrestle. He knows his positions. Um, he's a great wrestler, and I think in the beginning of the year, I think it was probably the first time being down to 125 every week for a while, so that probably was tough. Um, and it's it's different when you're wrestling a different weight class and you're not used to it. Um, but I think from – at least what I've seen, his improvements have been dramatic uh, mentally. He's, he's confident. And uh, he's, he's, when he starts feeling it and kind of getting in that groove, he's dangerous. And, I mean, I, I wrestle him all the time. I know how good he is. Um, he's a little firecracker. He's strong, he's fast, and he's explosive. And I think uh, he just needs to go out there and be himself. I mean, when he's himself, he's very, very, very hard to beat. And um, I'm looking forward to watching him because the past few matches that he's been watching, he's been lighting it up and he looks phenomenal. Um, he's doing all the right things. He's got his weight in check. Um, he's ready to go. And uh, I'd like to see uh, him keep it rolling at 125 for us. Yeah, I was going to say 125, the last seven years, NC State's had a finalist, four, yeah. four finalists, three champions. So the pack has got a lot of points at 125, largely thanks to yourself, Sean Files. But that's going to be very important. But I want to ask you, he has a first-round bye. You as a wrestler in a six-team tournament, there's uh, two get the first-round bye. Four 
did you like having that first round by, or would you have rather call it the breakfast mm-hmm. club? Cause you get to yeah. go breakfast in that round, but yeah. or did you kind of want a first round match. What, what kind of do you like with a small tournament like mm-hmm. this? I think when I was younger, I probably would have wanted a first round match just to kind of, I guess, get my bearings right and really kind of get that quote unquote first match out of the way. The one where I just don't wrestle very well. Um, as I've kind of gotten older and really understood, um, my warm up and um, kind of just got the mentality side right. Um, I would rather a buy. I mean, uh, kind of on a one day tournament like the ACCs, it kind of means a nice breakfast. Um, and you get, I don't know, I want to say four hours or five hours before your match. Um, so that's a good bit of pancakes, some eggs, uh, maybe some <laughs> bacon. So you get to feel real good. I mean, four hours, you get to put on some weight. I personally would much rather that because uh, it's more about how you feel than opposed to how you're – I mean, that's all it is. I mean, how do you feel? you feel good? So the older I've gotten, the more I kind of want that buy. Um, it's definitely advantageous, especially because you never know what's going to happen in a match. I mean, you could tweak your ankle. You could tweak your arm. You could tweak your neck. Um, so the fresher you are going out there, the better. So I'm more leaning on a, uh, on a first-round buy. And I know guys that get to kind of take a nap and uh, all that stuff. I've never been able to take a nap ever in my life. So that's well, out of the question. And I was going to say, I don't know if you ever noticed, but I call it the breakfast club because you guys weigh in, get to go to breakfast. Oh, yeah. There's some evil glances from the guys that have to stay back. <laughs> and that's nice. So there, well, there's always a little bit of jealousy, but uh, four pack guys got that first round about one guy, 133, Kyrene. He has longtime rival of your Sam Latona. In the oh, first yeah. Round. If, you know, Kai gets past that first round in the semifinals. Yes. Um, you face. Latona so many times what does kind of Kai have to do to beat a wrestler like Latona I think Kai's just got to use his speed use his athleticism um that's going to be something that is going to be very hard for a guy that like Sam Latona to handle um even at 33 he's big and cutting a lot of weight so I mean he's going to be pretty big that day but I think Kai's also cutting a little bit of weight um he's also big he's strong he's fast um, he needs to use his athleticism. He needs to use his quickness and he just has to trust himself. Um, Sam Latone is good. He is, he's beaten me more times than not, but I think the way that Kai wrestles is very, very problematic for him just because um, a guy like that has really long, they kind of rely on that length. And when you take a quick explosive guy like Kai, it kind of negates that length. And when you be able to create angles and move, and once you start feeling your groove, it's very, very hard to stop a guy that's that fast because it's like you don't know when he's going, so you're always on edge. And more often than not, it's the stress of kind of being on edge that will tire you out with a guy that's really fast and explosive. So I think he just needs to go out there, take his attacks when he sees them, take the opportunities that presented, um, keep his head up on his shots, um, ride him out on top. Um, that's where somewhere that Kai is much better than uh, myself and much better than Latone is he can get that riding time point. And that takes a lot out of him, out of Latona, um, a guy that's cut a lot of weight to get off bottom. So as long as he just kind of is himself, um, that's all he has to do. And uh, I think he should be able to beat him and then uh, hopefully get a nice little fun rematch in the finals against Philippi. Um, but I'm excited. I think that I've been given, uh, I've been given the Latona feel after all these times <laughs> wrestling him. Um, I kind of, at this point, I don't know what I, there's a lot that I know about Latona. Um, he's still very good, very competitive, but I like to, I like Kai's chances in this one. I think he's, he's been looking really good. 
I'd say 141 is another great weight class. Uh, Top four guys are all in the top 12 in the nation. That's unreal. Mm -hmm. Former high school teammate of yours from uh, Dan Barry, Ryan Jack. Uh, A lot of people say the most improved on the team. How have you seen him both on and off the mat improve this year? I think he's just – first of all, he's matured. I mean, he's definitely – physically matured but mentally matured as well I mean he's uh he's a captain of the team for the re for a reason um and uh I've seen some maturity out of him and then as far as wrestling goes I mean he's just so well aware of his of his body and so well aware of where he is on the mat he's got great instincts he's also very slick um he's smart he's very very smart when he wrestles and uh I don't think he gets enough credit for how smart he is when he wrestles um, I think a lot of people think it's just his athleticism, but it's not. He's very, he's very smart and kind of has a way of simplifying positions that uh, is very advantageous to a high-level uh, wrestler. So I think as long as he just trusts himself, I mean, I, it's big trust for me. It's all trusting your, your abilities and your capabilities. But as long as he gets to his attacks and finishes cleanly, he's going to beat Cole Matthews. I mean, he can get to his legs. The hard part's going to be finishing. Um yeah. So that's going to be um, that's going to be the most important part of that match, uh, getting off bottom inside a minute and finishing his attacks. Uh, I think it's going to be critical to take those attacks when they present themselves and not try to force them. Um, he's very good at that. He can see an, he can see an opportunity from a mile away. Um, so just take his attacks, finish cleanly, and that's a match I'm excited for. Um, I think everybody in that tournament is going to be looking forward to that one. I think just in the semifinal too, McNeil from UNC. He's yeah. a top 10 kid too. Uh, yes. Canadian national team. And that was a great battle over in UNC. So Ryan Jack's going to have to wrestle a great tournament if he can go through with those two guys at the top. There. Yeah, definitely. He's I mean, He's been looking real good in the room. I mean, um, if he as long as he wrestles the way he wrestled uh, Lachlan McNeil at UNC, gets to his attacks and kind of just stays on that offense and stays on uh, taking those opportunities, shoot shoot score they shoot he scores um he'll be great he'll be do he'll do just fine and uh like i said finishing those attacks is going to be crucial um avoid the scrambles and he'll be just fine if somebody knows the jack brothers kevin says he can still take ryan is that still true i can uh i can confirm that kevin can take ryan so <laughs> long as it's under three minutes and he's got a little bit of weight advantage too. Now let's be he honest has, here. He's got he that. Does dad have a little bit he, he does have that dead weight. He's actually been on the stepper a little bit the past oh. few weeks. He's oh. getting back into shape. All right. Pat Mass made him feel guilty there. Yeah, I think that's probably what it was. Now he's on the stepper and uh getting uh getting back into shape. I always Thanks, tease him and say he's, he's gonna come back and uh, wrestle in the open. That's okay. not happening. Big yeah. difference in weight class no. there too. Yeah. I mean Kevin was a forty one pounder, so it's oh. kind of it's interesting. You got the small 41 and the big 41. <laughs> uh, 149, great class. Two true freshmen, uh, Jackson Arrington for NC State, his first time out. You won the title as a redshirt freshman. Jackson's competing for the first time, as is Maddie Singleton at 165. Can you talk about a freshman going into this kind of tournament? Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. It's a little nerve-wracking sometimes, um, especially when you've lost to somebody going into that tournament um it's all about frame of mind i mean as long as you kind of just look at that match with jackson and uh, henson and all jackson has to do i mean he's been doing it the past four weeks ever since that match is tighten up his offense tighten up his defense and trust his own attacks um 
he's been looking phenomenal in the room. He looked phenomenal the past few matches. And I think really it's just going to be him trust himself, go out there and just go. I mean, I remember when I was there wrestling Mueller, I lost to him. I mean, three weeks before that. So whatever happened in the past doesn't matter. It's all new. It's a brand new season. There's two seasons and the second one starts in March. So as long as he just keeps on trucking along and trusts himself and just fires it away, um, leave everything on the mat and uh, he'll be good to go. I think uh, it's going to be an exciting match. Um, His first match, just do what he does. And second match, uh, if he gets to Henson or when he gets to Henson, in my eyes, I think he just needs to go. I think he needs to trust all in his abilities, get to his underhooks, get to his elbow passes, um, feel the positions and go. Take the opportunities when they present themselves. No hesitations. uh, Leave it all on the mat. And at the end of the day, he'll be in the right spot. Does the team look forward to a matchup like Ed Scott, Bryce Andonian, like all the national yes. writers do? Yes. I think everybody kind of looks at that and they're like, it wasn't probably the smartest match that I wrestled against Andonian. And uh, I think Ed's the kind of guy that, that eats at him. I mean, he's a competitive guy in the room. He is competitive and he wants to take your head off. So uh, I think hit that match with Andonian definitely sits in his mind. That definitely sits, has, doesn't sit too well with him, and that's going to drive him. And he's uh, that's going to he that's going to that has forced him to make some adjustments, tighten up some things, uh, tighten up screws. And when he goes out there uh, against Andonian the second time, I mean, that's going to be a very very fun match. And I'm looking forward to seeing him right the ship. Um, I would love Ed to kind of get that one back and then uh, get his rematch with O'Connor. Yeah, it's been wrestling fantastic, too. And Ed really mm-hmm. took it down as one takedown bout. Obviously, yep. everybody looks forward to 157 as a weight class yeah. in that one. But here's a guy, not many people talk about, uh, 174 Alex Faison, North Carolina native. He's been around in the program for a while, and he's just waited his turn. He's got yes. his win this year, got in the lineup, some very clutch wins. He does everything right. I told him he might be the meanest wrestler on the mat, but off the mat, he's <laughs> the guys that you could ever talk to. Yeah. Can you just talk about Alex Faison a little bit for fans that might not know him as well? Yeah. I mean, so Alex was, we, we came in the same year. Uh, we're both the same year. Um, he does have another year of eligibility if he wants to take it. But I mean, he was a guy that came in green. I mean, he came in and he was, uh, he wasn't as highly talented as probably most people in our class. I mean, you look at the guys from our class and you see you got guys like Trent, you got guys like uh, that aren't around anymore that graduated, Matt Fields, myself, that's still going, but not quite as talented as him. And you want the kind of the definition of earned it. He's earned it. Um, there was nothing given. Everything was earned with him. And uh, I love watching him wrestle because he wrestles with that same passion that it took to get to where he is right now. And, when I don't know for me, when he beat Clay Loud, that was awesome. I mean, I was in the stands freaking out for him. Um, I really am looking forward to seeing what he does uh, at ECCs and then the rest of the season because I mean, he's a guy that's not going to stop. You're going to have to drag him off the mat before he doesn't get what he wants. And uh, like you said, he's a mean wrestler, but off the mat, he's pro- he's awesome. He's I, I can crack jokes with him all day. Um, but yeah, he's a guy that I love watching compete because that fire and that passion, 
that's what got him there. I mean, he was a guy that just worked and just worked and just worked. He kept his head down and he worked. He got his butt kicked and he just worked. It didn't really matter what was happening. All that mattered was I'm going to get better than I was the day before and we're going to see how far I can take this. And he's taken it pretty far and I'm super excited to watch him compete. I mean, especially him being in my class and I know him really well. He's a guy that I'm really looking forward to and I want him to shake things up big time. Absolutely. I got a question for you, Brian, because I didn't realistically think Faison could beat Mikhail Lewis. But when does he face? Would he face him in the semis or the finals? It would be the finals. He's got a, the pit kid in the semifinals. Pit kid mm-hmm. has a bye too. And that was a one takedown bout overtime, very tight. Uh, yeah. Faison got that great takedown. So that's going to be a great battle in the semifinals. Yeah, that semifinals is going to be yeah. phenomenal. I mean, I'm looking forward to that one too because that was a nail biter. Um, as a spectator, those are the ones that you really want to see, those nail biters that go to the last second. Um, as uh, an athlete and as a teammate of Faison, I want him putting up 10 points. Absolutely. I mean, um, I want him kind of just emptying everything. I mean, we have a saying sometimes we use empty the clip, just let it all go, let it fly. And uh, I'm looking forward to his semis. And then against Makai, I mean, the beauty of wrestling and the beauty of sports is anything can happen. Mm-hmm. I mean – there's literally – I don't think anybody thought the uh, – who was it? I didn't think anybody thought Clay Lau was going to catch Hayden. Yeah. I mean, the, it's a crazy situation, and Hayden wrote, wrote the ship 100%. But that's the beauty of wrestling, and uh, anything can happen in, on any given Sunday. I mean, that was kind of mm-hmm. – you just got to just trust yourself then. I was going to say, you can even take your situation. You had Mueller. Yeah. You, you caught him in that six-point move in the first period and just yeah. pulled the bout after that. Yeah, I mean, it wrestling's a matter of milliseconds. I mean, how well do you know each position, and are you willing to, are you willing to take a little risk? Um, high risk, high reward. And sometimes you get burned. Sometimes you get uh, paid for it. So I think Faison just needs to wrestle with that fire, wrestle with that passion. And uh, just know anything can happen on any given Sunday, literally. What about a guy like Trent? Everybody knows he's the team leader. There's a lot of team leaders. Um, some of you guys aren't as loud. Trent's very loud. Yeah. How do you guys feed off of Trent's energy? It's just momentum. I mean, it's uh, you can't help but love it. I mean, he's another guy that also he wears his heart on his sleeve and he wrestles with Pat the same passion that got him to where he is today. I mean, one of the best in the country and quite frankly, one of the best in the world. Um, he's a guy that I, I look up to every day, watching him train, um, watching him just kind of live the lifestyle and have the habits of a champion, um, carry himself in a humble way as well. Um, but we just feed off the energy. I mean, every time he goes out there on that mat, he puts up, uh, he puts on a show he, and he puts up points. Um, I think a guy like that, like Trent, I mean, just keep doing what you're doing. You know what you want to do. And every time you step out on that mat, let it all out, come off the mat, get ready for the next one. Um, I think sometimes now it's uh, business as usual, um, but just to make sure, just always make sure you're having fun with it. Um, I'm sure he's going to have a great time wrestling in Reynolds uh, for ACCs. And he'll just do what he does best. And he'll, uh, He'll uh, put on a show for everybody and all the fans. Um, I know what he wants. He's got his eyes set in March, um, but he also does a great job of staying in the moment. Um, I think just our team, we feed off him. I mean, he's uh, 
that's our fearless leader going out into battle. And uh, when, when one of us goes to war, we all go to war. So it's going to be pretty cool to watch him just do his thing. And uh, he'll also have a tough match. I mean, he's going to wrestle Bowen probably. And uh, that match in Virginia Tech was awesome. I mean, you want to talk about heart and grit? That's never say die. I mean, you got to get a takedown with 15 seconds left and you're sweaty, you're tired, you're hurting. And it's one of those things where your lungs on fire, you can't feel your body. You, you want to say you, your body wants you to stop, but your mind just says, no, I need that last takedown. And uh, I think just the way he competes, he's going to be able to get it done again. Yeah. I was going to say 184, five of the six guys are ranked in the top 17 nationally. Yes. So the semifinals are going to be great. Hopefully transcend the final. That's going to be great. Uh, mm-hmm. Move up to 197. I think Isaac Trumbull's a lot like you, kind of a quiet guy. He's always reading a book and all that. But yeah. This could be the Isaac Trumbull revenge tour. Um, hopefully he gets past that first round. Andy Smith, who he lost to Virginia Tech, and arch rival Bonacorsi could be in the final. I kind of talk about offense. Everybody's like, why doesn't you know Trumbull score a little bit more? It's not like he's not trying to score. Yeah. As a wrestler, can it get frustrating sometimes when the other person's just not shooting or not moving or letting you get to your offense? Yeah, I mean – um, Trumbull's got some of the best defense in the country. And even watching him wrestle in the room, sometimes I see heavyweights get in on his leg and I'm like, how is he getting out of this? Like, and he's scoring, he's not just getting out of it. Um, and I think that, uh, from a spectator's perspective, yeah, it's fun to watch guys, uh, put up, do all these fancy moves and score a bunch of points. But, uh, at the end of the day, the name of the game is winning and, uh, winning by one point quite frankly, is the same as winning by 15. And uh, sometimes with these high-level matches, especially at the heavyweights, they're much more sweaty. They're a lot stronger. And it's a little bit of a slower pace because of those things. I mean, you can't just horse someone around. It's not. And you're not flying all over the place like a 125-pounder. But I think he just really needs to stick to what he's good at. I mean, just kind of stalk forward, make guys uncomfortable. He's super strong pull on guys' heads, get them tired. When you're on top, make them pay, get to your, put a leg in, ride them out, make them really, really regret wrestling you. Um, and I'm looking forward to him getting the one back, getting that one back. I mean, he's got Andy Smith from Virginia Tech. That was a nail biter. I mean, I thought Trumbull was going to win that match when he had that leg up in the air. It was a kind of a crazy flurry um, that didn't go his way. But I know that fired him up, and he's a very, very self-driven, motivated guy. He's he's a guy that's up early. He goes to sleep early. He does the right things. He lives the lifestyle of almost a wrestling monk. It's he's uh, and I love watching him compete because it, it just shows that those habits are paying off for him. And I just think he just needs to go out there and just do what he does best. Make guys really regret wrestling him. Make them really tired. Make them make their mistakes. Isaac's not going to make mistakes, nor should he. And he doesn't need to put himself out there because there's no need to. He's so good in his positions, but if he needs to score, he also can. So I think he just really needs to stick to his game plan, and he'll he'll be all good. And I'm looking forward to watching him wrestle uh, Bonacorsi again because that was, I mean, as close as you get. I mean, you look at the end of, uh, I think it was overtime or regulation where I thought Isaac had two, but they didn't give him two because Bonacorsi still had his leg locked. 
his hands locked around his leg. And I think that that's going to be another kind of match of fireworks because Bonacorski is offensive, but Trumbull's defense is second to none. And uh, I think Trumbull's going to, Trumbull's going to write the ship. Like I got a feeling about it. We had that illegal, like full Nelson throw kind of. Yeah. 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 That was a, that was a crazy uh, situation. That was also something that kind of burned him a little bit. But uh, that showed his strength too. I mean, he didn't. He, he is strong. He did, but he picked him up and was just. Yeah, he literally just picked him up and tried to put him down. I mean, yeah. it's almost it's a different position, but it's similar to Owen picking up heavyweights and just yeah. pulling them on his on his back on their back. So speaking, that'll be a good one. I was gonna say, yeah. speaking of your heavyweight, I always find I didn't wrestle, but I always uh-huh. find it unique. The one twenty five pounders and the heavyweights always belong <laughs> so great. Yeah. Owen has a great personality. Yes. Uh, had a great season. I mean, he's really coming to his own. He's uh, right outside that top 10 leading the ACC. He'll be the two seed. Kind of what have you seen from Owen and his development this year into the starting heavyweight? I think his confidence is probably the number one thing that's uh, improved is he's confident in his abilities. He's confident in taking his attacks. I mean, I think prob- there's, there's a big difference between a high school heavyweight and a high school 220 and a college heavyweight. I mean, you're talking about guys that are big enough and strong enough to play in the NFL. I mean, it's some of these guys are playing football as well. And I think it's a little bit intimidating sometimes, at least to kind of how I would see it. If these guys are so big, so strong, you don't want to get caught underneath if you're so athletic like Owen. But I, that's also his biggest strength. And you see it, and he's really been able to put together his style, and he's very confident in it. And uh, the confidence of, I think, of the match against Pitt when he was in the middle with 30 seconds left in, over, uh, in overtime and he's pumping the crowd up, like, and that's something I've never seen before in, res- in, a, in a wrestling match. And I loved every second of it. I mean, I was kind of like, you better get the takedown now. But <laughs> um, yeah. that was really cool. That was, uh, that was one awesome moment. And uh, he just needs to be confident in his abilities, be athletic, and he's also super strong. I mean, the numbers he puts up in the weight room are crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a guy that he loves to lift, he loves to wrestle, and loves to compete and uh, pump the crowd up, too. He just – he's a fan favorite now. Yep. Who's the number one seed in that weight class? Uh, the, the kid, kid from, from Duke. Duke. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, so that was interesting. They both went 4-0. and But, unfortunately, Owen only faced two of the guys in his bracket because he wrestled a couple of backups. Yes. He beat the pit – kid so it's just an interesting how seeds work sometimes but uh-huh. new rules are gonna be and jake i want to ask you maybe we'll get you out of here on this one well wait a minute. one oh, thing we oh, didn't ask him about 65 ah uh, maddie oh yeah maddie hey, maddie singleton. singleton comes up from georgia um you know 65 was up and down battle all year um nc state really didn't know what they were going to do but maddie seemed to win that job that's a wide open weight. I think 165 and 125 are the two weights that could decide this tournament with Definitely. how wide open they are. But talk about Maddie as a wrestler. Many fans haven't got to see him too much this year. Uh, in one word, I'd probably have to say unorthodox. Um, he's got an unorthodox style. He likes to go upper body. Um, he likes to kind of – he's very, very comfortable with guys and on his leg. And it's very, like, strange to watch sometimes because you kind of think that if somebody has his leg up, he's dead to rights. Like, he's that's two. It's takedown. 
And then somehow, some way, he finds his way to square his hips and scores. I mean, you saw it in the Virginia Tech match against Brady where I'm sitting there in the corner, like his legs up in the air. I'm thinking like, I'm thinking worst case scenario, like we got to get into a scramble. Like you got to cause something. Next thing I know, he finds a way to get his hips down to a basic sprawl and scores takedown for two and wins the match. Um, he's got a very, very unique style. And I think he just needs to use that to his advantage. Um, he's been making some adjustments in the room, just very, very minor basic adjustments to um, put himself in a position to kind of come out on top. And he's, uh, he's been doing the right things. It's, it's, 165 has been a different weight for him. Um, he started out at 174, but he's got that under control now. Um, and uh, he really just kind of needs to clean up the mistakes from that pit match. And uh, I think that pit match, I mean, the loss, it always kind of highlights the things that you don't do as well as you need to. And that's always, at least in my eyes now, it's always a good thing. Like you want to look at those things and in the, whether it's in the practice room or in a match and you want to see that and you're like, that's how I'm going to get better. Like that's how it doesn't really matter about beating that the kid you lost to, but about beating yourself from that match and constantly getting that improvement going. And that match with the pit kid, all those crazy scrambles and weird positions uh, that kind of just, it's really all it did was kind of give Maddie some, uh, some feedback. I mean, and Maddie's a very smart wrestler. He's, he knows where he's good. He knows where he needs to be. I mean, there's a reason why he's got that spot right now. And there's a reason why he's having success and he just needs to continue to use his skill set and advance. And uh, at the end of the day, just kind of with a guy like um, with the guy like the kid from Pitt, stay basic, mm-hmm. stay home, finish cleanly. Um, try to control the hips as much as possible to negate the rolls. Um, kind of just got to be very, very um, fundamental. And uh, as long as he does that and sticks to where he's good, he's going to do very, very well. And I think he put himself in a position where he can win that weight class. Yeah. I was going to say true freshman. He started at 174, was asked to go down to 165 and then mm-hmm. asked again to burn his red shirt. What kind of respect did he earn in the room from you guys? A ton. I mean, just the the fact of there was no real questioning. It was, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll do it. I will do it. And uh, I'm sure there was more kind of to the conversations of, I'm sure he there was a little bit where he wanted, maybe he wanted to do something. I'm not sure. Um, I wasn't with, I don't know what happened in those conversations, but he's a guy that kind of was just like, you need me to do it. I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever the coaches told him to do, as far as getting his weight down, he did it. And uh, whatever they needed, he did it. And he needs to do extra stance motion after practice. He does it. I mean, it's uh, he doesn't complain. And a lot of the stuff that he's had to do is not easy. It's not easy starting at one weight and going down to the other um, in the middle of the season. And it's also not easy being young and starting out as kind of a red shirt with the new rules to being asked to or choosing to burn your red shirt, which I don't think he's burning it. I think he's just using the opportunity to compete and, go chase that all American status. I mean, true freshmen do it all the time and not, no seeds do it all the time. Um, so kind of a common theme is why not you? I mean, he wants it. So go get it. No one's going to, no one's going to tell you, you can't not in our room. Everybody knows you can, doesn't matter who you are. So as long as he kind of just does himself and uh, is that nonchalant kid from Georgia, he'll be just fine. 
ACC Championship Sunday. Unfortunately, you won't be competing, but you'll definitely be there. Yes. How are you going to be able to relax, watch, enjoy? What's your mindset for yourself? Mm-hmm. Different role this year for yourself. It's weird. It's sometimes I, like I don't have much control over what happens out there. So sometimes you get a little bit more nervous and you kind of like you, you yell when you're, you don't, you think you're calm and all of a sudden something happens and you find yourself yelling and you're like, oh, why am I yelling? Like this, it's, it's a weird uh, kind of situation, but uh, it's kind of cool that I've been able to have a different impact on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually got my parents coming down to watch. So I'll be watching with them. Um, but I mean, I'm also, if guys need warmups, I mean, I'm the guy that if you need it, I'll do whatever I can do from 25 to whatever weight needs me to help them get ready. Or if guys need like their, their leg stretch or guys need their shoulder stretch, guys need anything. I'm there for them. I mean, guy needs to get, make weight. I'll be there for you. So it's kind of just being there in whatever way I can be, um, making sure these guys are relaxed, they're confident, um, just kind of making sure they're ready to go. I mean, at the end of the day, it's, it's just another match. They've at this point, in our careers, these guys have wrestled so many matches before, and it doesn't change. The only thing you do is you go out there in a different singlet and you just wrestle your heart out. That's it. I mean, it's, it's a very simple recipe and the work's been put in, everything's been done. Now it's just kind of making sure that these guys don't don't stress out about it. They don't get too worried about the what ifs and all the stuff that doesn't matter. Just keep them warmed up, keep them hydrated, keep them happy, keep them uh, excited, and uh, the rest will fall into place. Jacob, I think it, oh, I was gonna say, go ahead, Stu. I got two questions for you. Who is the guy that we haven't seen yet that's in the room? been a redshirt freshman, a true freshman that we should look out for the future that we don't know much about it. Uh-huh. I, uh, I think, uh, Dylan Fishback is one that you guys, uh, should keep your eyes on. He's a, uh, he's an Ohio boy. Um, I actually have kind of known Fishback for quite some time now. He was very good friends with, uh, Derek Fields and Matt Fields, who was my old college, uh, my old roommate. And, uh, before he graduated and moved on, but, uh, he has been around the program for quite some time now. And he's uh, in the room. He's, he's a hammer. He's a stud. He's uh he's real good. Um, so I think he's a redshirt freshman to watch out for chase horns. Another one. Um, we've got some studs that are coming up and uh, we've got a really good class coming in and future looks good. No, another thing. When I saw the Virginia tech match, with Ed Scott against Sedoni, and I thought he tried to throw with a thrower. <clears throat> then when yeah. he saw him against Carolina, I thought it was one of the smartest matches. He was very under control, and he, yes. he had a chance to be in it right at the end. Yeah. He made how some you really see good that, adjustments. The different, how he wrestled those two matches. I think he just had a little bit more control of uh, himself. I think he had a little bit of control of his emotions. Um, sometimes guys that are so – competitive and so amped up sometimes you tend to lose that lose control of yourself and your emotions and you just want to let everything fly and uh sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't i mean if if you play with fire you might get burned um i think ed got a little burned at uh virginia tech but after that that next day like it was literally not even 24 hours later 
one, one night's sleep. It was a lift. And he was immediately asking questions on how to improve. Um, and you saw it in the UNC match. He was much more controlled. He was much more relaxed. And, uh, I mean, he wrestled that match phenomenally. I mean, it was very minor mistakes. But I think that's a, that kind of control and that kind of um, relaxation when you're out there competing and you're just kind of – you're going. You're not super uh, amped up and you're not over the top um, aroused that that's where you wrestle. And I think he's kind of found that. And uh, he's made the adjustments. Um, like I said, mistakes are always good. It just highlights what you need to work on. And he's done a great job working on all of them. So – He's going to go out there, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. Excellent. Stu, Stu I think this was another great insight. Uh, oh, yeah. Nacho, you really added a lot because you're in the room with these guys. You have firsthand yeah. knowledge of how everybody's doing, and there's just so much excitement for the postseason. Uh, oh, yeah, always. Can't wait to get to Reynolds. Can't wait to watch you guys in Tulsa. And you yourself, we can't wait to see you back on the mat too. So we're glad the recovery is going good. Can't wait to get you back there, but we've got the postseason first. We're going to focus on here, so yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to these guys going out there and proving themselves right, and maybe proving a lot of others wrong. I think a lot of people wrote NC State off as a rebuild year, and uh, we kind of shut them up a little bit. But um, that's the first half of the season. Second half of the season starts now, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching these guys compete. And uh, 25 through heavyweight, I want to see everybody go out there and win an ACC title. Um, I want to see them keep it rolling and make a run for an All-American national title uh, in a couple of weeks. And uh, myself, I'm kind of itching to put on that black and red again. So, Great, great job today, Jake. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. You. Thank you for having me. Wolfpack fans, can't wait to watch some NC State postseason action. So, Stu, appreciate you having us on again. And be sure to go to the uh, wolfpacker.com and uh, read uh, Brian's uh, – review a preview of the ACC tournaments uh very very informative and uh and you can uh check down there subscribe to the site and we'll uh look forward to talking to you uh, with a pre-NCA tournament podcast in what two weeks <laughs>